Do you spend hours in your head thinking about something that happened, could have happened, or might happen? Do you ask others what to do so you don't make a mistake? Welcome to the Playing It Safe podcast. I am Dr. Z, your host. I am a clinical psychologist, an author, and a person that is super passionate about sharing with you science-based skills to overcome any type of fear-based struggles. Who doesn't experience fear? Who doesn't play it safe? In this show, we will discuss how fear-based reactions happen in day-to-day life, how playing it safe behaviors look like, sound like, and feel like, how you can put into action solid tips from behavioral science to get unstuck from worries, fears, obsessions, and anxieties, and how you can start doing what works, what matters, and what you care about. Behavioral science doesn't have to be boring. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hello everybody, this is Dr. Z, and today I am dedicating this episode to all of you who are high achievers, strivers, and people that deeply care about doing things right and perfect. If you have been following my work, you know that I am super passionate about helping you to nurture, cultivate, and Create a new relationship with your drive for high achievement without the sleepless nights or hours and hours of regret or years and years of blaming and criticizing yourself. I do believe that acceptance and commitment skills can help you to create and live the life you want to live without losing yourself. You can learn to accept yourself as you are rather than as you wish to be. And if you are prone to being a high achiever, a striver, a perfectionist, then act skills can help you to live the life you want to live without dwelling relentlessly on worries, fears, or anxieties. A couple of months ago, I published an audiobook on Act for Perfectionists that includes 10 episodes that capture the essence of how ACT skills can be helpful to you if you are a high achiever, a perfectionist, or a striver. The reality is that there is a group of people that deeply care about what they do. And quite often, they have received messages like, let it go, you shouldn't work so hard. But I know deeply that none of those messages work in the long term. Because at the end of the day, if you are one of those people that really cares about what you do, of course you want to get things right and perfectly. Who wouldn't? So in my work, I am not going to be telling you the usual cliches about high achieving or perfectionistic actions. I want to show you how ACT skills can be helpful to you to develop a new relationship with this drive for doing things right and perfect. Today, I am going to share an episode of this audiobook, and as you listen to this episode, answer this question. Are perfectionistic actions working for me or against me? No one can answer that question for you, so it's really up to you to listen to this 11-12 minutes episode and then answer that question. 
If you are curious and want to learn more about acceptance and commitment skills for high achieving, perfectionistic and striving behaviors, make sure to go to my website www.thisisdrz.com and subscribe to the newsletter Playing It Safe. One last thing. I want to remind you that finding your way to the life you want to live is a major undertaking. So instead of rushing through this episode, please pace yourself. Reflect on what you listen and be curious about what you discover. Have a good day and see you next week. Bye-bye. Episode 2. Are perfectionistic actions working for you or against you? My friend and I were listening to the song Police of Truth by Depeche Mode. He said, I think that perfectionism is inherently wrong and pervasive. I paused, looked at him, took a sip of my beer and replied, Like most things, perfectionism is not an either-or attribute. In fact, high-achieving actions can be described as a continuum of purposeful behaviors designed to allow you to do the things that you care about in a perfect way. If you look at your life, you will find that your own perfectionistic actions show up along a continuum. They will pop up more often in some areas of your life or at certain times. Harnessing the power of perfectionism is how I intentionally choose to describe my view of perfectionistic, high-achieving, and striving actions. To me, high-achieving, striving, and perfectionistic actions reflect a strong sense of caring in some areas of your life that needs to be nurtured, cultivated, and nourished. The conversation with my friend ended with us listening to the song Never Let Me Down Again. I took another sip of my beer and gave him a warm smile. So please grab your favorite drink, find your favorite spot to listen to this episode, and let's dive into it. Let's unpack and check how perfectionistic actions are working in your life. How to distinguish when perfectionistic actions are helpful and when they are not. There are three important questions to answer when you are pushing harder and harder, working more and more, and trying to get things perfect to the T. Ask yourself. 1. What is my motivation behind my high-achieving actions? Am I doing it to avoid something? like failure, or to gain something, like approval. Perfectionistic actions are unhelpful when you are relentlessly working hard to avoid feeling like a failure, and you're doing your best to make sure that nobody sees your faults, mistakes, or errors. For example, when making dinner for your friends, Are you more focused on making sure that nobody discovers that you're a bad cook or on your value of connecting with others even though the food may not be the best? 
If your answer is that you do everything in your power to avoid people seeing what a terrible chef you are, then your perfectionistic behavior is avoidant, and that's unhelpful in the long run. Two, ask yourself, do I focus more on the outcome or the process? When working on a project or participating in a fun activity, are you focused on the outcome of it or the process involved in it? This is an important distinction because as much as you would like to have control over the outcome of your efforts, you only have direct control over your actions. You only have control over what you do and how you do it. But, and this is a big but, if you make the outcome your metric, then your success is out of your control and you're opening the door to a collection of disappointments, frustrations, and self-criticism. For example, if you are working on an article for a school or work, which one do you have more control of? Getting the best grade, the outcome, or the time you spend studying and your attitude or approach to studying, the process? If you are preparing for your son's high school graduation, which one do you have more control of? Your son having fun, the outcome, or doing the best you can to be present in it, the process? I hope you can see how no one has control over an outcome. But each of us has control over our own actions during the process to get there. Here is the third question to check if high-achieving behaviors are working for you or against you. Ask yourself, how do I relate to my standards? How important are my standards? When things don't go as you wish, according to your standards, how do you handle that? Are you kind and gentle with yourself? Or do you criticize yourself over and over? Do you shame yourself? Do you discount your success and accomplishments? For example, if you are preparing a Thanksgiving dinner, you may have thoughts along the lines of, this dinner has to be perfect, otherwise my mother-in-law will be disappointed. Or, I have to lose weight before I go to the workout class. And if your Thanksgiving dinner doesn't come out as perfect as you hoped for, or if you don't lose weight as you were hoping for, you may end up telling yourself, I am irresponsible, I should try harder, what's wrong with me, I should pay more attention, I can't believe I'm such an idiot. Most people striking with high achieving actions tend to be harsh with themselves and spend hours criticizing themselves non-stop. If this describes you, you need to buy my book. Oh boy, that was a shameless plug. But if this describes you, you need to learn how to have more self-compassion since it's impossible to meet your standards every single time. 
No one can take a stock of how your actions are playing out in your life better than you. So moving forward, I encourage you to check in with yourself and look at what's underneath your high achieving actions. To recap, to check whether perfectionistic actions are working for you rather than against you, you can ask yourself these questions. One, am I doing it to avoid something or to gain something? Two, am I focused on the outcome or the process? Three, how am I relating to my standards when things go south? Now, let's move on to look at why sometimes we push ourselves so hard. Sometimes doing things perfectly makes sense. Rick Barry, a former American professional basketball player, is famous for shooting free throws almost to perfection. Free throws, or full shots, are taken from 15 feet away from a 10-foot tall hoop. The shot seems simple, yet most professional basketball players are successful less than 75% of the time. If you follow basketball, you may know that Barry is a legend and an admitted perfectionist who is proud to say that he views 90% free throw success as the minimum standard. He publicly admitted getting upset when others don't work hard to improve their free throws and simply go to sleep without worrying about their performance. I am wondering if Rick Barry should be listening to this audio guide. Who knows? But here are my questions for you. Do you relate to Barry's agony in not understanding why people wouldn't strive to be the best at what they do? Do you wonder how people can possibly find peace or purpose when not accomplishing perfection? When I am working on a manuscript, for example, I spend hours and hours studying a topic, reading journal articles, newspaper articles, and blogs, listening to podcasts, bothering my friends with research questions, piloting exercises with my clients, scribbling thoughts on sticky notes, and pondering the best ways to convey an idea. So when I see some of my psychology students doing the bare minimum investing the tiniest amount of time conducting research for their dissertation projects or writing the shortest report possible, I genuinely have to breathe slowly. I don't get why they don't care about the quality of their work. Since when is doing the minimum amount okay? How is it for you? How often do you have thoughts like Barry? How often do you become frustrated when others don't put their best effort into the work they are doing, don't strive for maximizing a process, or don't pay attention to how they are coming across? Can you think of a situation when you were surprised by the lack of interest others show in something you really care about? How did that feel? You are not alone. You are a high achiever, which means that you are part of a group of people who strive to do things right, who want to do things better and better, 
who are determined to do things with highest standards, who have a natural overdrive and who often feel misunderstood by others. The truth is that when doing what's important to you, it's natural to want to do it right, to the best of your ability and with great care. This makes complete sense. There is nothing wrong with you for thinking this way. You just need to learn how to effectively handle your standards and your sense of what is important to you all those moments when the world around you doesn't care as much as you about certain things. In the episodes that follow, you will learn how to do that. listening. If you like this episode, I will very much appreciate it if you will subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you're feeling extra generous, I welcome a review on Apple Podcasts. Show notes of this episode are in the website playingwithsafe.com. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter so you can receive more tips to stop all types of unworkable playing it safe actions. See you soon!